After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Welcome to Greater Good Radio Hawaii, where leaders inspire leaders. Greater Good Radio Hawaii is dedicated to social entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Evan Leong, and with me is my co-host, Carrie Leong. Mahalo, Evan. Today's guest is Admiral Thomas Fargo, retired commander of the U.S. Pacific Command and is currently the CEO of Trex Enterprises. Please welcome to Greater Good Radio, Admiral Thomas Fargo. Welcome to our show, Admiral. That's great to be with you. So as Admiral, could you explain to us what you do on a daily basis? Wow, on a daily basis. thats You always have to start with the tough questions, don't you? Well, the, the day is, uh, is pretty full. It, uh, I have an office right downtown here at the Pacific Guardian Center. And I probably get into the office about 7 o'clock in, in the morning and, and focus on primarily Trex Enterprises because that's my what I call my day job. Of course, you can't live in Hawaii without doing lots of different things. And so uh, the day is certainly taken up with making sure that we've provided the right direction to uh, the different component parts of Trex as well as some of their subsidiaries, which I actually chair. Could you tell us what Trex is? Well, Trex is a high-tech research and development company, primarily working contracts uh, for the Department of Defense and the Department of Homeland Security. Uh, and Trex really has leading-edge technologies in areas such as passive millimeter wave imaging, uh, strategic materials, uh, sensors, things that really are going to take this country into the next decade. What are those things for the layperson? What would those things be? Well, what that equates to, uh, passive millimeter wave sensors will provide us the ability to detect, for example, a suicide bomber. In other words, right now when you get to the airport, you have to go through a, a metal detector. And the metal detector, of course, can detect uh, you know, a metallic gun or things that uh, would register on a, a magnetometer. Uh, but it won't tell you is what's under their clothing that's not metallic, like plastic explosives and things like that. Uh, passive millimeter wave uh, sensors and, and imagers uh, give you a, a view of the kinds of things that could be hidden under a jacket, for example, or under a shirt or a sweatshirt. Uh, so it will be the next generation that allows you to move through an airport uh, quickly and efficiently and, of course, safely. So what's the story behind moving from being Admiral of the Pacific Command to going into Trex Enterprises? Well, you know, when you get out of the Navy, uh, there, there are lots of opportunities that present themselves. I wanted to go into business. I was looking for an opportunity to do a, a couple things. One, we very much wanted to stay in the, in the Pacific and very particularly in Hawaii. And the second thing I wanted to do was have a career uh, that was uh, different than what I'd been doing for the previous 35 years, which uh, was to get into the private sector. So Trex presented an opportunity to use some of the expertise that I'd uh, developed over the past 35 years in the Navy and, and take it into the private sector. And then why would you want to do something after you're done with the military? You spent so many years there. Why not just retire and, and hang out? <laughs> well, 
Well, that would be ideal, I guess, but I, I've got a new definition for retirement. Uh, retirement is when you uh, no longer have either a child in college or a mortgage payment, and I have one of each, so it's not quite time to retire. When you say particularly in Hawaii where you wanted to be located, why Hawaii? Well, you know, we've lived all over the, the world, really. I grew up in a Navy family, and we moved every two years, spent a lot of time in Washington, D.C., uh, and on the West Coast, lived in, in Bahrain, in the Persian Gulf, and, and also in, in Japan. But my last six years were right here in Hawaii, and we really developed a sense of community, and, and all our friends really are, are right here. So uh, friends and a sense of community kept us here in Hawaii. Now, you said that you traveled a lot because you grew up in a Navy family. Could you tell us some of your fondest memories as a child growing up and traveling that made you want to also be a part of the military? Well, I think the reason that I, I joined the Navy was because I, I looked at the life my parents lived in the Navy, and it was clear to me that they were, they were both very happy. My father and my mother, they enjoyed the travel, they enjoyed the people they met, and certainly it was a tremendously rewarding job. So, you know, I saw that firsthand, and I'm sure that was a, a huge motivator. But I also got a chance to travel with them also. And we lived in Japan, for example, for two and a half years of my time in, in high school in, uh, in Sasebo, Japan. And, and of course, uh, the chance to see a, a different culture, uh, a different uh, way of life was something that I recognized I was particularly attracted to. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. GreaterGoodRadio.com You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at GreaterGoodRadio.com. Today's guest is Admiral Thomas Fargo, retired commander of the U.S. Pacific Command and is currently the CEO of Trex Enterprises. Admiral, what would you say has been the most uh, rewarding experience being Admiral of the Pacific Command or even your entire Navy experience? Let's go there. Well, let's talk about the Pacific first. I think probably underpinning all that, that I've had the privilege to do is building relationships with these countries in the Pacific. You know, that's been hugely important. Certainly the relationships we have with countries like uh, Japan and Korea and Singapore and the Philippines and Thailand and Indonesia and India you know, are hugely important to our uh, not only our security but also to our economic prosperity. So I think that one particular uh, effort certainly underpins all the rest that I've done. Uh, certainly there are other things that have been, I think, particularly momentous, really. Uh, on a tragic note, uh, certainly the effort uh, to help with the Ahime Maru recovery 
uh, was a very important effort, not only for the for the Navy and for Japan, but also for the community here in, in Hawaii. Would you say that that was the most challenging experience for you in the military? Well, pretty close. Uh, you know, there's certainly been been many others that I that I might rank on the same level, but the Hime Maru was was different because it taught us uh, it taught us all an important lesson. One is that no matter how tough the the problem, if the community and the the people that uh, that really are the stakeholders want to come together to solve the problem, they can. I mean, who would have imagined that we could salvage a ship uh, within one mile of Waikiki that had hundreds of thousands of gallons of fuel on board uh, just so that we could return uh, the remains to those families. So, you know, that was a uh, that was an effort where people knocked down all of the hurdles necessary to achieve success. So what was your childhood like? I mean, can you share with us maybe a fun memory from your childhood? What I'm trying to figure out is, what are the factors that it takes to become Admiral of the Pacific Command? Basically, the number one spot, right? Well, I think you have to be you have to be uh, a little bit lucky <laughs> to uh, to have this this kind of an opportunity, and certainly uh, this country provides uh, those opportunities. I mean, I grew up, as I said, in a in a Navy family, and and went to the Naval Academy for my college experience. I always wanted to go to the Naval Academy. We lived in Annapolis when I was young, growing up. Uh, I got a chance to see the kind of education and, uh, and I guess, broad development that the Naval Academy uh, provided. So that was an easy sell, you know, for me. But, you know, the Navy brings you along, I think, in a manner that everybody ought to, ought to understand from a standpoint of gaining the right apprenticeships along the way. And I don't think anybody wakes up uh, when they graduate from college and says, I'm going to be the commander of the Pacific Fleet or, or the Pacific Command. Uh, probably the best advice you can give them is to take each job you know, one at a time and, and do it really, really well, you know, with, you know, a set of objectives going forward. But you really have to concentrate on, on what's immediately in front of you and do it well. And that, of course, was, was my advice. And I kind of took it one job at a time and, and it uh, it worked out. Was there any part of your career where things just kind of took off, or any series of events that that made it uh, were, were crucial for you becoming admiral? Well, I think I was very fortunate to to work with a number of leaders that had had great vision, and and certainly they were instrumental in in my development. Uh, probably, I think first and most important is I went to Washington D.C. at a very early age as a young lieutenant and and I I worked for an admiral a guy named Admiral Bob Long who actually used to command the Pacific Command out here uh, in the 1980s but that he gave me a, a vision of what uh, a naval career could look like and certainly you know along the way uh, there were a number of, of folks of of equal importance in in my development that uh, that taught me the importance of vision the taught me the importance of being able to execute well, uh, that taught me uh, that you could be both demanding and compassionate all in the same package. And uh, so I think like, like any job, any, any career, uh, you're tremendously influenced by the key leaders, uh, both inspirational and otherwise, that help uh, develop you in your profession. Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. 
After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Is the greatest part of your workday the leftover lasagna you packed for lunch? Is it quickly becoming apparent that you and everyone you know are smarter than your boss? Just how satisfying is it to wear an untucked shirt on Fridays? It's time you stopped filling a position and started being fulfilled with a job that excites you every day, not just payday. And now is the perfect time to demand more of the work week. The Honolulu Star Bulletin and Midweek Work with Monster so you can live up to your potential right here. Your calling is calling. Find it at starclassifieds.monster.com. We're back with Admiral Thomas Fargo, former commander of the United States Pacific Command. So, Admiral, you went from in the military life to the private sector. How was that transition for you, and how did you know that this was the choice that you wanted to do for your career? Well, I think the transition was relatively easy for me. As, as you can see, I, I made sure that the pace didn't change uh, day in and, and day out, and so I moved pretty comfortably into the private sector. I think that an awful lot of the skills that you learn in the military convey very comfortably to the business world. Uh, certainly the leadership skills, the, the management skills, the, the attention to detail, the interpersonal skills, how you deal with people. Uh, probably the area that there's the biggest difference is in the financial uh, side of the house. You know, understanding, I used to say that in the Pacific Fleet I had a $7 billion budget, and uh, that's a lot of money to manage, but, but my management responsibilities were mostly how do I spend it, uh, not how do I make it, which is, of course, much different. Uh, but I think the skill sets that you gain growing up in the military are absolutely complement almost anything else you're going to do in life, whether you're going to go to the business community or whether you're going to teach. It all fits. What advice could you give to people that may be transitioning out of the military or considering that, um, going into a different career? Do you have any advice for them of how to decide what they may want to do? Well, the best advice is to talk to a, a wide range of, of people and don't make any decisions uh, too early in the process. In fact, I'm working with some folks that are retiring from the military right now, and the effort in the community is to put them together with a, a wide range of leaders. And many, many of the folks that have been on this program are part of that group. Is uh, it a high-ranking individual? Is that why they get uh, to have such a nice mentorship happening? Well, I think it, they're not necessarily high-ranking individuals. They're generally people who have spent uh, 25 to 30 years in the in the Navy, so they could be captains or colonels or, or rear admirals or, or major generals. So they're, they're pretty senior, yes, but the, the important piece is for these mentors to sit down and understand what are they looking for in terms of, of another career, and then provide them uh, some insight into what the potential opportunities are. Uh, and then that that generally leads to, to further discussions because, you know, there's a lot of things you could do that would be uh, tremendously war rewarding and certainly make a fabulous contribution to the community. But the most important piece is to gain that broad view of all that uh, that they might do so that you can make a good fit to both their skills and their interests on the first the first effort. How did you know it was the right time to move on from the military and then enter into the private sector? 
Well, that's that's always a, a really good question. Uh, one of those people that, as I said, had great influence on me was Admiral Bob Long. And when I was a young lieutenant, one day he said to me, you know, Tom, you always want to leave the party while you're having a good time. Uh, at the time, I didn't recognize exactly what I, he was talking about. I thought he might be referring to my performance as a junior officer. Uh, but it, that turned out to be to be great advice. And I, I think there's a point when you need to transition uh, to do something else because we're only on this earth so long. So if you want to have a, a second career and to experience another set of, of uh, relationships and opportunities, uh, you have to do it probably sometime in your mid to late 50s. And do you have any regrets from leaving the military and entering private sector? No, not at all. I mean, it, it was a great job, and I wouldn't trade the 35 years that I had uh, in the Navy and here in the Pacific Command for anything. I mean, I worked with a tremendous uh, group of people, and you know, I, I woke up every morning looking forward to going to work. Uh, so it, it was fabulous. But as I said, you know, you also have to provide opportunity for other folks too, so that uh, so that they can move into these positions of responsibility. And the flow into these military jobs is tremendously important. And fundamentally, it's a it's a young person's organization, and it ought to be. So you couldn't imagine yourself doing anything else. I mean, you just really enjoy your time in the military. Then you transitioned out when you felt it was ready. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good summary. I mean, I, as I said, I love what I was doing uh, up until the the day that I left. Uh, but you know, it's important to gain a broader view of of the world, and this was an opportunity to do so. You mentioned that you wanted to go into business. Do you think if you didn't go into the military, you may have started a business on your own prior to that? Boy, you know. That takes me back up a long way, and you could certainly hypothesize that you might have started your own business. Uh, but I would tell you, my sights were pretty clearly set on going into the military as a, as a young officer coming out of the Naval Academy. Not to mention the fact that I had a six-year obligation. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Stay tuned for more on Greater Good Radio. After hundreds of interviews and thousands of hours of research, we're excited to share with you our first book, The Greater Good, Life Lessons from Hawaii's Leaders, with a special forward from Mayor Mufi Hanneman. The Greater Good is a collection of personal stories and quotes from over 70 of the leaders we've interviewed. The Greater Good will make you laugh, make you cry, and will inspire you to live a greater good life. Available at bookstores statewide and at greatergoodbooks.com. Staying cool on Hawaiian time. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. Neptunites. For bubble tea supplies in your home, at a party or business, contact Bubble Tea Supply at 948 2622 or online at bubbletea.com. Neptunites, the sunshine in your mouth. How do you sell his company to Akamai Technologies for $3 billion? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who donates 6% of sales to make more money? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. How do you get 100 stores and 100 million in sales in less than 10 years? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. Who raised $50,000 in a few weeks for the tsunami relief? Find out at greatergoodradio.com. And all while benefiting the community. Greatergoodradio.com. 
You're listening to Greater Good Radio Hawaii. Please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. Today's guest is Admiral Thomas Fargo, retired commander of the U.S. Pacific Command and is currently the CEO of Trex Enterprises. So, Admiral, you're very involved in the community and different organizations. And one that um, we had talked about prior to the show was the foundation for the Pearl Harbor and the restoration. Could you tell us a little bit about your involvement in that? Sure. I, I think, you know, as you point out, everybody has an obligation to give back to the community. And the reason we stayed here was because certainly we felt a, a sense of community here in Hawaii. Uh, so I elected to do an, a number of things uh, in addition to my principal business responsibilities. One uh, was to help with the Pearl Harbor Memorial Fund. And the purpose of the Pearl Harbor Memorial Fund is to is to raise uh, $34 million to rebuild uh, the Arizona Memorial Museum and Visitor Center, and this is the center where people you know, buy their tickets and actually embark out to the Arizona Memorial. It's sinking, actually literally sinking uh, into the ground. And, of course, it hosts some 1.6 million visitors every year. It's tremendously important not only to Hawaii but to the history of our nation. So I thought this was a very worthy project, and I lent my support as one, the chairman of the Hawaii Advisory Council, but also as the national vice chairman. Why get involved with nonprofits or community organizations? You already have so much on your plate. You're already running the Pacific Command, and now you're a CEO of a company. Why do you still spend time doing these things? Well, because I thought I had something to contribute. You know, as I, I mentioned, the previous 35 years, we were moving every two years, and I really didn't have a chance to get involved in the community to the extent that I would have liked. Of course, there were short-term efforts. But, you know, for example, Iolani School. Uh, my son got a great education at Iolani. It was pretty clear to me that, uh, that all the teachers and, and the administrators there and the, and the coaches uh, were really uh, looking after his welfare. So, you know, I wanted to give something back to the school in, in whatever way they found was, was most useful. And so uh, I had the opportunity uh, to do that, and I wasn't going to pass it up at this stage in my life. And could you tell us about your involvement with Iolani School and the program that you're involved with? Well, I'm on the Board of Governors, you know, with a, a lot of other community leaders. But fundamentally, what, what that's about is is finding ways to help the school achieve their mission. And how about Hawaii Pacific University? You're recently on the Board of Trustees there now, right? I'm a brand new member of Hawaii Pacific University, so I really haven't had much of a chance to... Why add on another one, though? Well, you know, I picked all of these with uh, some significant thought. Hawaii Pacific University has done a fabulous job of helping educate our military members here in Hawaii. I had a number of young enlisted folks who were working for me uh, that were taking courses to get their degree at, at HPU, and HPU made it, made it easy for them. They got a great education, and it allowed them to develop personally. So the connection between HPU and the military, I thought, was strong and that I could help strengthen it even further. You mentioned that, you know, you had moved maybe every couple of years, but in Hawaii, you felt a sense of community and an obligation to give back to our community. Could you share with us some advice or maybe some thoughts and ideas about how it was to get involved in the community and the results that you got back from giving to the community? Well, first of all, I want to point out that I think Kauai is, is very welcoming to our military families. Uh, you know, this is an easy place for family members to 
uh, to move into and to feel uh, welcome and, and a part of the community. So I think that was the first indication to me that uh, when I got an opportunity, uh, I ought to provide my time and effort to give something back to the community. So what advice would you give younger people that maybe have extremely busy schedules for themselves, starting a family, paying a mortgage, and you know the opportunities may arise or may not? Would you recommend for them to get involved with community things and nonprofits at this time? Absolutely. I think my recommendation would be uh, get off the base and get involved to the degree that you can. A lot of them are already. You know, an awful lot of our, our military members are coaching uh, little League teams are participating in things like the Hawaii Food Bank, uh, a full range of community activities. Now, certainly uh, their time is limited, and, and everybody is busy in the current day and age. But uh, pick something uh, you really believe in that you're passionate about and get involved. Thanks for joining us today on Greater Good Radio. For more information or a transcript of today's show, please visit us online at greatergoodradio.com. This is your host, Evan Leong and Carrie Leong, saying please join us next time for another episode of Greater Good Radio, Hawaii.